Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. Open your Bibles to the book of Joel, chapter 3. You ready for the word this morning? Amen. Three people are ready. You ready for the word this morning? All right. Maybe ten people are ready. So, all right. We're getting there. We're getting there. Amen. Joel, Joel, chapter 3, right around those minor prophets. Um, sometimes in some Bibles, those are the pages that are stuck together. Joel, the minor prophets, only because the books are small, not because the prophets are insignificant. But you can probably read through the minor prophets in one setting. Amen. I've been, for some reason, the Lord has had me stuck in the minor prophets lately uh, because of uh, my researching to um, try to figure out what thus saith the Lord doing during such a time as this that we're living in. We, we are in unprecedented times for sure. But there are always answers in the word of the Lord if we're willing to seek them out. Amen. So I am truly blessed to have you here with us and you that are watching by live stream. I so appreciate your diligence um, to come and listen to the messages. But they have to be more than just messages. You have to take them in. You have to feed on them. Um, you have to go back to the scriptures yourself, learn and grow. You can only grow so much just by listening to a message. The message has to become you. Amen. Um, that was one of the things I did back when I was going to church. I would devour the word of the Lord, go back, study it, read it, study it some more so that I understood what it meant for me and my family. You have to do the same thing. So before we get into the reading of the word, we're going to do our confessions today. Everybody ready for those? All right. Say, oh, righteous father. Thank you for separating me to receive great grace and great power. Fill us with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Come on, put your hand on your heart and say, my heart is good ground and cannot be infiltrated or penetrated with the devil's seeds. I am a contagious carrier of the power, the purpose, the passion, and the potential of God. I believe you will supply all of my needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Therefore, I am not need-based. I am a supplier. I'm not man-centered. I am God-centered. I'm not an orphan. I am a son. I am redeemed. I am the blood-washed. I am holy. I am righteous. I am an overcomer. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Sometimes you have to speak those confessions to yourself. For the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. You know, if you speak it out loud, you receive more faith from it because you hear it in your inner ear when you speak it. That's why me preaching, I hit your outer ear. But you learn more. You have more cognitive learning from your inner ear. That's why you have to recite the word to yourself. Sometimes you have to listen to the word out loud so that you can receive it. Amen, somebody. How many of you just listen to the Bible sometimes out loud? If you haven't, start doing it. Matter of fact, if you're having bad dreams, put the Bible on. Let it put you to sleep. I guarantee you, you'll sleep like a baby. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll wake up. 
Oh, yeah, man, you're full of the word when you wake up. You'll feel better about it, too. Amen? So get the word in you. Joel chapter 3, verse 9 says, Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Notice, notice there are some specifics that we have to do. We have to draw near, and then we have to go up, not down. We have to go up. We've got to go higher in our mentality, higher in the spirit, higher in prayer, higher in worship, higher in seeking the Lord. And the only way you're going to be prepared for war is you've got to get higher and closer to God. He said, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. That may not mean a whole lot to you right now, but what it means to us today, is take what you got and allow the Lord to use it. It doesn't matter if you only minister to one person. Make sure you minister correctly to that one person. But don't get jealous because somebody might be ministering to a hundred or a thousand. Just stay within your lane because if you stay within your lane and do whatever God tells you to do, God will give you a press down, shaking together, running over miracle if you're just obedient to what he would have you to do. And then it says, uh, 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 ooh, I like this part. Let the weak say, I said, let the weak say, I am strong. Let me read it from the New Living Translation. It says, proclaim this among the nations, prepare for a holy war. Now, if y'all don't realize this, we are in a holy war right now. This is not about Democrats against Republicans, black against white. This is about good versus evil. And, and if you stick too close to the surface, you're going to miss what the devil is doing. This is a holy war. We are in a war for our souls, saints of God, a soul for the nation and the church. It said, rouse yourself, uh, provoke yourself, galvanize, incite, and revive the warriors. That's what that means. Are you, are you a warrior? Oh, wait a minute now. You're gonna, if you're a warrior, you're going to have to sound like one. I I, I've never awakened in, in Marine Corps barracks. And when the drill instructor comes in and pop us too, there is a noise. We snap to it because they want to know that we are alive. So let me say that one more time. Are we, do we have any warriors in the house? Yeah. All right. Look alive. Look alive. Come on. Come on. We got some warriors in the house. And that's what we're trying to wake up is the warrior in you. I'm trying to wake up that sleeping giant that is within you. I'm trying to wake up that spiritual giant that's inside of you. For far too long, your flesh has been telling you what you cannot do, and you've heard words from other people that said you couldn't do something, but the Spirit of the Lord is deepened within you, and the Spirit says, I can do all things. And all means all in Greek. Hmm? Go look it up. Go look it up. It's A-L-L. And then it, it talks about uh, we got to advance and attack. Notice, notice how aggressive the word is. Notice it didn't say we got to run and hide. Notice, notice even when you read Ephesians 6 that there was no armor for your back. Because we were always to face our enemy. We are to never turn our backs on the enemy. And then it said, beat your plows into swords and your pruning knives into spears. Let even the weaklings say... I am a warrior. I love that translation right there. Come on, say that with me. I am a warrior. Come on, come on. Put your hand on your heart and say, I am a warrior. Say it again. I am a warrior. Say it one more time. I am a warrior. See, the devil been trying to tell you you are a weakling, that you are a worry wart, but he's a liar. Sometimes, saints, you got to get in the mirror and say, I am a warrior. 
I know you're trying to stop what God wants to do in my life, but I am a warrior. And I'm not going to look at my finances to ask my finances what I can do. I'm going to look at the word of God to see what God has already done. And it doesn't matter what my finances say. If God says I can have it, I can have it. If God said you can do it, you can do it. And since he's not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent, if he said it, he said he will make it good. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the reading of the word. I pray that you would hide my flesh behind your cross, Lord. Uh, allow nothing but the revelation and the wisdom of your word to come through strong, that my tongue would be the pen of a ready writer to write on the hearts of this here, your people. Come reason with us today. Holy Spirit, fill our hearts today uh, to the overflow. Let rivers of living water just begin to spring up out of us, Lord, today. Uh, as the word is preached, Father, I pray that faith is released. I pray, Father, healings are received, and I pray that wisdom and revelation will provoke your people for this holy war that we are in. Uh, we love you, Jesus. We're so privileged uh, just to be here in the house of the Lord and those that are watching by live stream. Uh, Lord, we don't ever, ever want to shrink back from what you would have us to do. And it's in your son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Can somebody say amen? Amen. amen. The breaking point. Part two. Y'all ready for it? Yeah. Are you sure? Okay, take a deep breath. All right, take another deep breath. Because I want you to hold on, because some of the stuff I'm going to share with you is going to rock you to the core. Beloved, God is at war to save his people, but the question is, are you ready to fulfill your assignment in this season? Regardless of what God is doing in the heavenlies and what he's going to do on the earth, we have to make this thing personal and ask ourselves, what is my assignment right now? What is it that God will have you to do? Because if you don't understand that God has a purpose for you in this season and in this hour, you will be susceptible to pointing fingers at somebody else saying this is what they should be doing when actually it's something you should be doing. What is your assignment? What is your God said? What is God saying to you in this hour? What does he want you to do? And it doesn't matter how small you think it is. It doesn't matter how, how the numbers are, if it's just two people or one person or ten people. Don't look at the numbers and think God is in the big numbers. God is in the small. Listen, God says, if you are faithful over a few things, I'll make you ruler over many and enter therein into the joy of the Lord. Just be faithful in the few that God has given to you. Be faithful in the ministry that God has given you. Be faithful in the marriage that God has given you. Be faithful in the family that God has given you. Be faithful on the job that God has given you. Be faithful in your business that God has given to you. And if you are faithful, God will remain faithful because he's faithful even when we're faithless, somebody. Are you ready to take a stand for the broken, the disenfranchised, 
the deplorables? Are you ready to take a stand for those who can't speak for themselves, to take a stand for the lost? Are you ready to take a stand for people that are out there completely lost to the, the sins of the world? Are we ready to really take a stand for those people? Are you ready to get to the breaking point to where enough is enough rather than point fingers at somebody else and see what they should be doing? You're going to point at yourself and say, I am going to be the change that I want to see. If I want to see change, then I have to bring change, but there must be change in me on the inside before there's a change on the outside. And there must be a manifestation of the love of God on the inside before there's a revelation on the outside. And a lot of us want to change stuff on the outside, but we're not talking about the matters of the heart because you can't change a man without changing his heart. And you might be dealing with stuff that you know is really not gonna, it's really not gonna make change if you're not talking about the change agent. Hello, somebody. Uh, in Amos 8, chapter 8, verses 11, the Bible says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, listen to it, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And see, Amos, Amos was uh, the businessman who turned into a prophet. And God began to speak to this businessman in the marketplace. And he began to drop a word of revelation into this businessman's mouth. And he began to prophesy to a nation. Let me tell you something, saints of God. You don't have to be a pastor or apostle or lead a church to do great things from the Lord. You just have to be open to the wisdom and revelation of God. And you might be on your job right now. And God can and download something into your heart that you need to speak to your neighbor or to your co-worker or just somebody that you've seen walking to lunch. You don't have to have a ministry to be a minister. God wants to take your tongue and transform it into something that he can be a mouthpiece for somebody else. God said, I'll give you wisdom and revelation that not even your, your, your enemies or your adversaries will be able to gang say or resist. That when you speak in today's times, people will listen to you, not because of who you are, but because of who he is. And this prophet, he spoke during a time when business was booming in Israel. Things were going well in Israel during this time. And, and even though it was good on the outside, there was something lingering beneath on the inside. There was greed and injustices was festering on the inside and, and there was uh, hypocritical and, and also half-hearted religious motions going on in the church of God and worship was lukewarm and, and it created a false sense of security and to get people's attention God said I'm sending a famine and drought and plagues and death and destruction but nothing could humble the people to make them fall on their faces before the Lord. I believe we're living in a day like that right now. Come on, if you can't see what's going on, there are locusts in Africa. There are earthquakes in places we've never seen earthquakes before. There are tidal waves going on, hurricanes. We're going to have one of the most vicious hurricane seasons this year that we've ever had before. There's an upheaval in the land right now. Saints of God, this is Matthew chapter 24 being revealed right before our eyes right now in Jesus' name. And, and what we have to do is understand this is the time for us to fall on our faces before the Lord. Fall at the mercy of God right now because he's trying to get 
our attention. Uh, yes, this pandemic, and I call it a pandemic because this was planned. It was a Chinese export uh, to kill us. And we got to be wise about what's really going on in the world, saints of God. There, there's always going to be evil coming from that region. If you read the Bible, you'll know it's always coming from that region. Always going to come from that region. And you got to realize that there are some people who don't like us. And I'm, t I'm not talking about black folks. I'm talking about Americans. And I am an American. So I take issue with anybody that want to kill Americans. I served to protect America. I didn't serve to protect China. I didn't serve to protect Australia. I didn't serve to protect Japan. I served, you guys served to protect what? America. And I'm glad for it because I love America, the greatest nation that anybody want to live in. There is nothing in America that can stop you from succeeding except yourself. So let me just, I'm going to get real plain with you today. Because I'm sick of hearing some of the stuff that I've been hearing people talk about, and everybody's keeping you down. And the only place you can point at to keep you down is yourself. So let me get a little more plain with it. A white man ain't keeping me down. You know who keeps John Lofton down? John Lofton. If you want to succeed in America, you can. Now, you can blame everybody for your dysfunctional living. You can blame people because you didn't read enough. You can blame people because you didn't research enough. You can blame people because you didn't go get in contact with the person who could have helped you, but they, had, they were another race, so you didn't. Oh, see, 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 I came to rustle some feathers today. Some of y'all might not like me after this message. But guess what? It's going to be all right. Breathe. Let's breathe in again. Much like today, people didn't have an appetite for God's words when true prophets and apostles stood flat-footed and unflinchingly spoke the word of truth. A lot of people like candy-coated, lightweight messages because they don't have to change. And then when they come to a place and they hear some fire, then they sense that there is a level of judgment. And it is. It is. I'm, I'm just be open and honest with you, and I'm going to unflinchingly tell you that it is a level of judgment. You're judging yourself. You know what you're judging yourself against? The word of the Lord. It's not that the people are judging you. It's that the word is judging you. And if you don't, see, if you don't understand that, saints of God, all the people who call themselves Christians should understand this. Because it's not judgment upon people who are in the world. It's called conviction. Right? And so we, God would rather you repent of your sins and receive salvation rather than condemnation. Because condemnation doesn't come from God. It comes from the enemy. Because condemnation comes from guilt and shame. Right? So a lot of times people who come to church, they are ashamed of what they have done. And they will take the word to spin it and say, well, because I'm ashamed, you judging me. No. You're judging yourself. No, the word has found you out. You know, you can't just hide in your sins and think God don't know it. And then you're going to come into a church that's anointed and think that the word of God is not going to contact you where you are. No, saints, that's the time for you to repent and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Help me. Help me, God, to get it right. 
See, that's the place where I am right now. I, I don't want to act right just because you're around me. I want to be right because God is around me. No, I ain't trying to fake it in front for nobody. You're going to be by yourself when you go up there with him. People today tend to look everywhere for answers. They look to their friends. They look to the fake news. They look to the Internet, psychics. Yeah, they got psychics in some churches now. Devil is a liar. Social media, rather than searching through the scriptures to see what thus said the Lord, and the reason being is because you won't get convicted on social media. Because you're going to find people that believe like you do. And if people don't believe like you do, oh, yeah, you unfollow them. <laughs> I hope I'm talking to the right folks. I don't know if I'm talking to the, I don't know if I'm talking to the right people or not. Yeah, if, 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 if you just keep speaking truth to power, people will understand what they can and cannot say to you. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. And if you, if you, you keep on telling the truth, sometimes people will get it, but sometimes it takes them a while. But, but you keep giving the truth anyway, amen? You keep standing for what's right. Again, this is not about Republicans and Democrats. This is about what's good and what's evil. And when we look at what's happening in our nation and all around the world, one does not have to look far to see that there's indeed a famine in this land. A lot of people are not going to come back to church after this. Why? Because they've gotten lukewarm being at home. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you get comfortable. You get comfortable watching it on the Internet. That's comfortable. You're in your robe, your slippers, got your coffee. You ain't even washed your face. You know, and you just, you just sitting there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Preach it, pastor, in your bed. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. You sitting there all comfortable. <laughs> you ain't go to bed till 1 o'clock that night. Watching movies and stuff, and then you get up, watch the word, amen. And so, so you, get, you get comfortable. Come on. Come on. We got people watching us now. That's great. But uh, don't get comfortable with that. Amen. And I know some churches are saying they might not come, they might not meet again. Which I don't know how you do that because the Bible is explicit about assembling together. Amen. And so I'm just not that kind of person. I mean, I, I think I got the perfect face for radio, but I know that wisdom just went. Whoo. Some of y'all will get it going home later on today, but that's all right. From reading from the book of Joshua, we learn Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived him. Now, the book of Joshua and then the next book is the book of Judges, right? Because after Joshua, then the judges came on board. But the book of Joshua and the book of Judges is in stark contrast to one another. In Joshua, the people were obedient. They knew the Lord and his works. But in the book of Judges, the people were rebellious, disobedient, and were defeated time and time again. Why is this? This is going to make sense in just a second. Why is this? The answer can be found in Judges chapter 2, and it gives us a very poignant and succinct answer as to why we see so much hatred and division and racism and violence and evil in the world today. Judges chapter 2, verse 10. It says this. 
when all that generation, the generation that was obedient, the generation that knew the words of the Lord, when that generation, listen to it, when that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord nor the works which he had done for Israel. We're living that right now. That coming behind us is a generation of atheists. It's a generation that don't want to go to church, a, gener a generation that don't want to have anything to do with God. We, we, we're raising up a generation. And see, listen, preachers don't have time for any more platitudes or trying to be politically correct just to emotionally massage people in the church. See, I'm not here to emotionally massage any of you. I'm here to give you the truth because none of you are going to be there when I go before God. And he's not going to say, listen, John, uh, you know, you didn't give them the truth. You, you tried to sugarcoat it because you wanted to be their friends. Well, God didn't call me to be your friend today. He called me to give you the word of the Lord. See, if we keep silent and don't tell the truth that salvation can only be found in Jesus' name, there, you can't find salvation anywhere else. There, there are other people to tell you you can sell enough bean pies, but you can't sell enough bean pies to be saved. Boy, I'm, I'm talking to y'all right now. I can't give away enough tracks. I can't ride a bicycle enough. You can't work for your salvation. It is, it is a free gift from God, lest any man should boast. Come on. You can't work for salvation. Why? Jesus already paid the price. And all we have to do is receive salvation. Then you got to work it out, not work for it. But you got to work that thing out because it's easier getting it than keeping it. Preach, pastor, preach. And it's just like a marriage. It's easy to get in it, but it's hard to stay in it. You keep lying to yourself. Keep lying to yourself that it ain't hard. Uh, yeah, it's hard to stay married. You got all kinds of stuff coming against you. And we can't keep silent about what's right. That's why I posted something about my marriage. And I'm transparent about our marriage. We've been through hell and back. And then people look at us and they think, oh, they don't have a care in the world. They've never been through anything. Sit down for a second. I'll show you what we've been through. What we've been through have killed most marriages. Trust me when I say what I'm saying. Some men wouldn't have endured as long as I did for the stuff I had to go through. And it was not because she was a bad person. It was because some things that was going on inside of me. Sometimes we're the ones that need prayer more than anybody. It's me, God, standing in need for a miracle. Me, not nobody else. I'm not pointing my fingers at anybody else. I need you in my life right now. And if you don't change me, nothing is going to change, God. See, that change has to start with us. Somebody put your hand on your heart and say, that change starts with me. It starts with me right here, right now. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? Now is the time for you to get up and do something. Arouse yourself. Pick yourself up and say, God, I live, and for God, I will die. Come on, somebody. If we keep silent and don't tell people that we have to repent of our sins before we can receive salvation, you can't just say a little prayer and think that you're saved. You have to repent. That's what's happened to a lot of people who think that they're Christians and they're not because they never repented, but they said a prayer of salvation. See, that is not sound doctrine. If you don't repent of your sin, the Bible said, if any man, any man, somebody say any man, it doesn't matter what your color is on the outside. The Bible says, if any man come after me, let him first. 
Let me tell you John Lawson's translation. If any man come after me, let him first die to himself. Take up his cross and follow me. And if you're not willing to die to yourself, that's why you're so selfish. Mm-hmm. That's why you're selfish. Oh, no, this is not a, a word of judgment. This is a word of reflection and revelation. Right? Because God is trying to get our attention. And he will do it by revelation and tribulation. So I'm giving you the revelation now so that you don't have to get in the tribulation. But I can give you a word of revelation just to prepare you for your tribulation. But one way or the other, God will get your attention. God ain't no play toy. He ain't here to play with us. God will burn your little behind up. That's, that's Uzzah. You mess around there being in the wrong place at the wrong time and try to do something out of the will of God, you're going to find yourself on the wrong side of God. Saints of God, I keep hearing people say, God is not going to judge America. Who told you that? With as many babies that are crying up, their blood is crying up from the ground, and you've got the audacity to think that you know the mind of God? God can absolutely destroy America. He's done it. He did it with the Babylonians. He did it with the Assyrians. He did it with the Greeks. Come on. Tell me God can't just, yes, he can. And you just come back. You just keep comfortable and, and you think that this can't turn into a third world country. I'm trying to get your attention today, saints of God. The messages I'm giving, they are, they are on point of what thus said God is speaking to us today. It is time that you get to your breaking point. If we keep silent and don't tell the truth about how critical it is about this one aspect of, of what God has for us. Let me, let me talk to you about it for a second. It's called being baptized in the Holy Ghost. You know, you can go to churches for 20 years and not even know anything about being baptized in the Holy Ghost. You know, that's not needed today. And then you wonder why the church is so feckless and weak. Because there's, we don't even talk about being baptized in the Holy Ghost with the power speaking in an unknown tongue. Why? Because we're nervous. We don't even want to talk about it. But I'm telling you right now, you're going to need it. You're going to need it. If you think that you can, you can go out there in these streets with just your little, your little Christian prayer and your little track and, don't, and you're not empowered by the Holy Spirit, they're going to tear you up. They're going to rip your little heart out. You're going to come back to the church. <laughs> Pastor, I went out there, and they got me. Yeah, they will get you. You're going to have to be full of the Holy Ghost, saints. Why? Because the enemy don't care nothing about your little prayer. But you know what he cares about is the Holy Ghost. See, see let me tell you why I know this to be true. There was one time uh, Skeva had some sons. Yeah, Skeva, Skeva had some sons. So Skeva's sons, they did what a lot of people do today. Skeva's sons looked at what Paul was doing and thought that they could do it. But what Skeva's son did not know is that Paul was full of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. And so Paul, when he spoke to people, he wasn't speaking to them. He was speaking to the demons that was inside of people. See, we love the sinner. We 
hate the sin. And Paul was addressing demonic forces that can get in a person and, and, and get down in a person's spirit. And th just, just the demons will get in you, man, and make you say things and do things and make you practice things that you shouldn't be practicing. Lay with people that you shouldn't be laying with. Take drugs. Kill yourself. That is a spirit. Paul was addressing that. His spirit was addressing darkness. And he wanted to snatch people from hell. So Skeeva's son was looking and said, ooh, well, I, I see what Paul said. And see, if I say, listen to me carefully. If I say what Paul said, then they will do what they did for Paul. And, and, and listen, listen, God will always show you if you really know him or not. Come on, somebody. See, see, if you run up on some demons one day, you'll know how much of the Holy Ghost you really got. And see, see, you in here, you say, ooh, that devil is a liar until you see that joker start foaming at the mouth. And then you start running. <laughs> no, you the liar. The devil is doing what he does. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you more than what's, what's right right here now. Y'all know this is truth. So they went into this man's house that was full of demons, and, and they said, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. You notice the words, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. They didn't say, we know Jesus. See, Paul said that I may know him, not just in the power of his resurrection, but in the fellowship of his suffering. Paul said, I've been able to suffer for Christ. Therefore, I know him. See, there will be no true intimacy without true suffering. And the more you suffer for him, the more you get intimate with him. It's called in to me. See, that's intimacy in to me. See, see into me, God, because I want intimacy with you so that you can see inside of me. And if you see inside of me, I can see inside of you and know that my heart connects with your heart. And know that it is of God. Come on, somebody. And they said, we are Jew, you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And the devil said, what? What did he say, Eric? The devil said, who would that be? <laughs> Praise God. That girl is the wrong color. <laughs> that, that, that joker said, uh, well, let me let me let me see. Let me let me see something. Uh, Paul I know. Jesus I know. But who the H E L L are you? <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> see, it ain't nothing worse than to come in there. With your little track, with your little wannabe Christian self, coming up in there talking about, get out, devil. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> you know them brothers lie, right? You know they lie. They're going to tell you it's Ralph, but it's Cindy. No, we don't have time for that. You got to rouse yourself, saints. We are in a war. And if you're going to fight, you're going to fight a war like this, you got to be armed and dangerous, saints of God. you got to put on the whole armor. But that armor in Ephesians 6 is not enough. You also have to be empowered with the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about truly baptized by fire. Come on, somebody. Yes, the fire and baptized preachers are coming back, and they are in style, baby. Why? Because that's what happened. Preachers got lukewarm. And it was more about pleasing the people than pleasing God. 
And that's why we're raising up a generation who don't know the Lord nor his works. And, and the devil jumped on the seven sons of Sceva. Now, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. He jumped on the seven sons of Sceva. It would have been bad enough that he beat them down so bad that they were bleeding, but he stripped them bucket naked. Bucket. That's, that's ghetto. That's, that bucket naked. Not, not butt naked. Bucket naked. And they ran out of the house bucket naked and screaming and bloody. They got a beat down. Why? Because they didn't have the Holy Ghost. And you can't have the Holy Ghost unless you're intimate with Christ. Amen, somebody. That was a good place to praise him right there. Now is the time, saints of God. Now is the time when we say enough is enough. Because Christian values are getting reclassified as hate speech. You better look around and see what's going on around you, saints. And I'm just going to speak truth to power this morning. Because our values now is hate speech. People find themselves eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil because they see the good, but somehow they ignore the evil. Proverbs 14, 12 says this, there is a way that seems right. But in the end, it leads to death. This is why I don't blindly follow anything and everybody. I don't care how many people follow. First thing I do, I find out about it. I have to research things. And this is what I'm going to ask you to do is make sure you research things before you blindly follow them. Now, listen to me very carefully about what I'm about to say. One organization that is getting all the attention today does not even believe in the traditional marriage. And from their website, this is what it says, quote, we disrupt Western prescribed nuclear family structures. You know what they're saying? They don't want families to be between one man and one woman. They disrupt it. They don't like it. They don't like it. They disrupt it. And then they don't believe in male masculinity. Now, I, 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 don't, I don't know about, about y'all. But I'm going to always be an alpha masculine male. Amen, somebody. And I think a woman would rather have an alpha than a beta any day. Amen, somebody. And see, being an alpha male, I can't have nothing but an alpha female. I can't have no woman I can just run over. Amen, somebody. I got two hand claps, but that's all right. I'm going to tell you the truth anyway. See, I'm going to tell you the truth anyway, because ladies, if you're single, you better find you an alpha. Because if you get a beta, you're going to do everything. You're going to pray. You're going to worship. You're going to make the money. You're going to do it all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm just telling you right now. Y'all, you mark my, see, y'all looking at me crazy. See how they're looking at me, James? That's all right. I'm going to keep on preaching. They also says this. They say this. They don't believe in masculine manhood because they want, quote, from their website, they want to foster a queer affirming network, and we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative theory and thinking. And then those long words, heteronormative. <laughs> yeah, that's just saying heterosexuals. That's all they're saying, right? They use these big long words to confuse people, right? Oh, yes. It is the same organization that was founded by two lesbians who don't even care anything about strong black men or strong traditional black families, and it's the organization Black Lives Matter. 
Now, you check me on what I'm telling you. You go look at that website. And I promise you, it's there. And I just happen to be the kind of apostle that don't care about your feelings. I care about truth. So I got to tell you something. Don't ever ask me to support an organization like that because I won't do it. Why aren't this organization at Planned Parenthood right now? Where millions of black babies are being killed every year if black lives really matter. Why aren't they in Chicago, St. Louis, Baltimore, L.A., Philly, Oakland, Atlanta? Why? Because they have an agenda. Now watch, this thing is getting ready to turn, saints. I'm giving you revelation right now. This thing is getting ready to turn less about blacks and more about gays. You watch what I say. Watch their signage. Watch the language. It's getting ready to turn. Now that they got all, everybody's attention, now the real agenda is getting ready to come out. And I'm here to expose it all. Now listen, I agree that Black Lives Matter, so don't get it twisted and think that somehow I'm against Black Lives Matter. I'm black! My life matters. My God, I'm just telling you right now. But I don't have to follow an organization like that to prove that I know Black Lives Matter. And they can plaster it all over the United States. They ain't gonna make a hill of beans because their agenda is not about black men. And, and listen, saying, let me tell you why I know this is such a ploy of the devil. Because the reason the black community is in the condition that it's in is not because of the white man, it's because of welfare. Welfare took the black man out of the house and gave women money for having babies. That's what the problem is. Fatherlessness. On this Father's Day, we need strong, black, white, Hispanic fathers in the house. Woo. Come on, somebody. So I'm not following some narrative because it sounds good. No, I'm following the word of God because I know what's about to happen. And see, when you are in the word of the Lord, the, the word of God will take you above the fray of the chaos. So that you can look down from heaven and see what's truly going on. And you know what I see? Nothing but evil. And if you don't address the evil and you can't address the evil without the Holy Ghost, nothing is going to change. Am I in the right house right now? Now, I know somebody's going to get triggered just by me saying that. But you know what? I don't care. You're going to search for yourself. And I'm going to stand flat-footed in your face and tell you, I told you so. You can't come up in this house and say, Pastor, I didn't know. Yes, you did. I told you. I sleep good at night, y'all. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20 says this. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That's why they're changing the narrative and everything that is Christian now is going to be classified as hate speech. They're trying to shut the pastors up. This pandemic was about churches. 
don't get this thing twisted, saying this was about churches. In California right now, they still won't let the churches meet. Oh, but you can riot and you can protest, but you better not go to church. Why y'all looking at me like that? Y'all know this is true. Now, now, that I ain't the only one preaching this stuff like this. There's, there's a scattering of us. <laughs> there's a, and and it's, there's only a scattering of black pastors that's preaching it like this. Because a lot of them are scared of their people. I ain't scared of none of y'all. I ain't scared of none of y'all. I ain't scared of none of y'all on live. I ain't scared of none of y'all. And see, I'm, I just happen to be the one that God has called for such a season as this so that I can take, take you black people, that I can teach you something. Because in my neighborhood, I was more afraid of another black man than a white cop. When you look at the statistics, saints, I'm talking about facts right here. I ain't talking about rhetoric or talking points or CNN or, or Fox News. I'm talking about facts. The fact is we are more susceptible to killing each other. Now, that's a fact. But I, I refuse, saints of God, to have some conjured up, some conjured up uh, fake, like I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm out here because I'm getting ready to change some things. No, I'm not, I don't do it. So if you're asking me to come to uh, just stuff to come and walk and do it, I don't do that, right? I, I don't do it because I'm against it. I don't do it because my time is important to me. And, and listen, saints, listen to me very carefully because I want to make sure you understand this so you won't think that I'm trying to disrespect you in any kind of way. My time is my time. It ain't yours. And I decide what I want to do with my time. And there are some things that I just don't want to spend my time doing because I'm doing something that's more important, like spending time with my wife or with my daughter. But just because I say no and I don't come, don't think somehow I'm not, I don't agree. I, I agree. But if you got your conviction in you and you want to go and, and stand in, you want to go sit down and you want to go, whatever you want to do, praise the Lord. I'm going to pray for you. I, I pray that we can bring change that way. But every, you can't expect everybody to do what you do, boo. And don't get it twisted that somehow I, I don't love my race. What? How in the world? How did that come out of me not going to, uh, 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 just going with a sign or something? How do you say I don't love my race? How do you say I don't love my race just because I'm exposing the lies of Black Lives Matter? You say I don't love my race. If you, have you looked at me? <laughs> and see, because I am a black man from under-resourced area, I can talk about this kind of stuff and don't care how you feel about it. Because a lot of black folks ain't even been in the hood. Why are they talking about I'm hardcore? You ain't even been in the hood. I don't even what the hood is. The hood, they think the hood is my front of my car. I just, I just, I can't stand this racism. Have you ever been confronted by a white person to call you the N-word to your face? That's true racism right there. The majority of us haven't. Probably a handful of us have. How many of you have of a black person in your face? Yeah, a handful of us. Yeah, I'm from Alabama, so. <laughs> right? You've been there. But a lot of folks that you talk to, they ain't never had that kind of experience before. Right? But just because I've had that kind of experience, that experience don't make me. Right? It, it, God changed my heart. And see, you can't sit here and tell me that somehow you got saved and you're still dysfunctional. You still act the same way. You still mad about certain things. Then something didn't happen. Something, something broke in you. Amen, somebody. 
No, when God changed my heart, he changed my heart. Yes, I was the biggest racist. But when God came in, he changed all of that for me. But don't get it twisted and think somehow I don't think that there's injustices going on in this, in this land. Of course they are. No, it's injustices all over. But listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not preaching for social justice. I'm preaching for biblical justice. Because if you mess around and start preaching for social justice, you're pushing that L-B-G-T-Q-I-H-I-J-K-L-M-N-P. X, and then you for unknown. <laughs> I'm telling you, saints, I'm not pushing somebody else's agenda. You know the agenda I'm pushing? Right here. And as long as I keep my face in this book and off of Facebook, then God can show me stuff in this book, right? That's why you don't see me post certain things on Facebook. I post stuff that's encouraging. I post scripture. I let you into my life a little bit. Why? Because I ain't into all of that. I wrote the book on mixture. I'm not, I'm not mixing like that. I'm going to post something encouraging. I get people from all around say, thank you so much because you're always sending encouraging words. Well, praise the Lord. But don't get it twisted now. I'm mad too. <laughs> don't think I ain't mad now. All of us are pretty, pretty doggone upset. But the Bible says be angry but sin not. But I'm angry in the right way because I want real change. This is why um, Terrence and I are meeting with our young men of this church next Saturday so that we can talk to them about what's really going on so that we can give them some tools to use. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. This is how I learn how, how to treat cops when they are disrespectful to me. I'm going home. I'm going to go home. But there are some do's and don'ts. We got to teach these young men in this house so that they can come home, saints. We need more of us coming home. So don't you dare try to compartmentalize my life and think just because I'm not out there that somehow I'm unconcerned. I, I love you for real, for real. But I love you enough to tell you stuff that can be hard to receive at times. Watch the agendas. Watch the agendas. Make sure before you go running behind anybody, I'm talking about politicians too. Make sure you go check their record. Make sure you see what they voted on. See what kind of bills they implemented before you go chasing tail behind somebody they told you to vote for. Yeah, look at their life. Yeah, look at their life. Do that, saints. I'm telling you, we're going to have to because it's critical. Because if we make the wrong choices, there is going to be a generation who know not the Lord. And churches, they're going to close the doors for good. If we get the wrong people in power, they're going to close the church doors for good. That's why we have to arm ourselves. That's why we have to pray. That's why we have to be like soldiers right now. we got to get to the breaking point. I don't know if you're there or not. I'm there. I'm sick and tired of having to take stuff from our government. I'm sick and tired of the government telling me what I can and cannot do. No, I'm the pastor of this house. You ain't. God didn't call you to this house. And then you telling me how I should do it? You don't even have the Holy Spirit and you telling churches? Oh, yeah, that's what I'm angry about. I'm angry about the political overreach. 
just, just, just do this with me. Just go do some research on slavery and mass. Just, just do a quick little research on slavery and mass. Just do it. Just, just look at it. Read about it. Read about it. And I'm going to drop that right there. I'm going to just leave it right there. We don't even have to go any further. Okay, let's breathe. I told you it was going to be deep. Right? Let me share this last little bit, and then we're going to go home. Is that all right? Are you, are you still here? You're still listening. Amen. I love you for sure, guys. I love you enough to make sure that you can't go out and say, I didn't know. That's not something I want to hear ever from you because I'm telling you, bits and it's, it's so much more I want to tell you, but half of you can't receive a lot of the stuff that I have to tell you yet. God has to build up on it. So I'm dropping things on you little by little so that, so that it's like little bits, little pieces that I'm trying to give you. But there's so much more that I want to share with you about socialism and Marxism that you need to know. These are not just loose terms that people are speaking. These terms come from Satan. And if you understand symbolism, you will see Hollywood and all these, all these people with money, they all have symbols. And if you watch it close, if you watch their videos, if you watch them when they perform, they all do symbols. Because they are Satanists. Let me give you a little bit more of this word. Are you ready? When we are not sure what God is doing, because I feel like a lot of people are there right now. Who's there right now? You're not sure exactly by show of hands. You're not sure what God, oh, everybody knows what God is doing. I guess I was the only confused one then. <laughs> My God, I guess I was the only one because I was like, Lord, what are you doing? Brother don't know and I got to preach. But everybody, y'all, listen, one of y'all going to preach next week. Oh, you was listening. Oh, is that what? <laughs> okay, okay. So if you like me, I was a little confused about what God is doing or I just wasn't sure what to say or how to say it at times right anybody been there um so listen when i went to the book of ezekiel chapter 37 we preached on that already but it's amazing it all oh my god how can i put this so it depends on where you are in your season will determine your revelation level now i'm, I'm learning this as i go because I didn't see this three years ago, but I see it now because I'm in a different season. Is this making sense at all? See, sometimes you can be in a different season and you can read the same scripture you've read three years ago and you saw something that you didn't see three years ago. But because you're in a different season now, God can reveal or uncover is the word revelation that he can drop something or I call it download. He can download something to your heart and you go, mm never seen it like that before. Come on, come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When you get that moment, I get that a lot when I'm in my office. I go, oh, good gracious. And I look around like somebody, somebody, somebody else saw this, right? Did you, did you see that? I've been talking to myself. And so I said, like, like God, I'm, I'm not crazy, though, but I'm just talking to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and so, so I said, man, did anybody else see this? So I was reading Ezekiel chapter 37, and God, listen, God showed Ezekiel the whole house of Israel. Now, if you understand the dry bones, it was the house of Israel. He showed Ezekiel the whole house of Israel. What he saw 
was so devastating. Uh, it was a picture of what it looks like before the restoration. See, Ezekiel knew something was going to happen, and I believe deep down, all of us in here right now, you get a sense and you know that something is about to happen. How many of you there right now? You don't quite know what it is. Uh, you can't quite articulate it. It's like, I don't know what. I know God is trying to show me something. I, got, I feel something in my shanana right now because I know God is about to upset something. He's, he's trying to show me something. I don't quite get it yet, but I know something is about to happen. And this is where Ezekiel was. He saw a valley of dry bones, a, a dry church and dry praise and dry preaching and dry dry Christians. And he said, I don't know what I can do with this, Lord. This is too heavy for me. I don't quite understand. I'm a little confused by what I see, God. What do you want me to do with this? He said, can these bones live? God asked the man of God a question, and when God asks us a question, he's not asking a question thinking that somehow we can pass some great wisdom to him. He asks you a question to spark revelation so that you can see what you can't do. My God. See, saints, God is showing you stuff you cannot do. Because if you cannot do it, that means he's the one that's... My God, uh, that's why he's going to show you something that's bigger than you. He's going to show you something. Then he's going to ask you, what you going to do with that? Do you think these bones can live? Do you think these homeless can live? Do you think that this woman can get her mind back? She's had dementia for 20 years. Do you think she can get her mind back? Do you think that we can save people that are in gangs? The same one that's busting windows and violating people's rights? Do you believe that they can get saved and full of the Holy Ghost? Do you think we can turn a, 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 the riots into a revival right now? Come on, somebody. Do you think that we can go under a bridge and just be Begin to minister to the homeless under a bridge and they can get saved? Do you think that the prostitute is ready to be become a prophet right now? Do you think that the alcoholic can become an apostle? Come on, somebody. God is ready to turn it around. He's going to work in your favor. Come on, somebody. He's asking the question, do you think that this can happen? And, and you're looking at somebody else and, well, God, maybe if you send Diane, maybe it'll happen. Oh, God, maybe if you send Esther, maybe it'll happen. No, God is saying, I want to send you. What are you going to do? If not you, then who? If not now, then when? Whoa. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hey, I'm telling you, God is ready to arm you. You, you, are, you are supposed to take things by force. He said the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent take it by force. We're supposed to take it by force. We're supposed to snatch people from the arms of hell. We're supposed to tell people the truth. We're supposed to make them rise up above the level where they've been. You got rise up in your mentality. Rise up in your marriage right now. Rise up in your community right now. Rise up on your job right now. God said, I'm giving you the Holy Ghost. And he's going to give you power, 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 power. 
He said, behold, I give you power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. This is more than just speaking in tongues. The man of God didn't even have enough faith. When God showed him, he said, God, you know. See, when you don't know, just say, God, you know. See, God, God don't need your answer. You know what he needs? Your response. He don't need your answer. See, Ezekiel already knew. I don't know if these bones are going to live. Lord, I don't know if they're going to be healed or not. But if you told me. Lord, I, 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 really, I really don't know how to pray real good, but I don't know if these bones can live. He said, Lord, you know. So let me encourage you before you leave today with this last little nugget. Ezekiel 37 and 7. Blessed. <laughs> Bless my life. He says, so I prophesied. As I was commanded. Saints, whenever God gives you something to say. When he asks you to speak up and you say, I, I really can't. But I will say what you want me to say. As I was commanded. We will stand for truth as we are commanded. We will stand for the traditional marriage. As we were commanded, we will live in holiness and righteousness as we were commanded. We will preach the word of God as we were commanded. We will worship in the spirit and truth. How? Sometimes, saints of God, people might not quite understand everything that God is telling you to do. But if you do as you were commanded, the people might not like it. But if you do as you were commanded, God will always give you the increase and he will give you a turnaround in your life. Why? Because you didn't quite understand it. You didn't know why you had to speak it. You don't know why, God, why you chose me, Lord. Why, why me, God? You know, um, you know I'm not eloquent of speech. You know I stutter, God. You know I got a problem. You know I can't balance my checkbook. You know, God, you know what I was looking at last night. You know the dreams I've been having, God. I'm disqualified to be used by you, Lord. I don't have the right education. I don't go to the right church. I don't know the right pastors. I don't have a title. I don't have a theological degree, God. I, you can't use me for this. And God is saying prophesy. As I told you to prophesy. In other words, he says, speak to your situation. Speak to your situation. I said, speak to your situation. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encouraged you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, please visit us in person in Indian Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina, 28079, or on the web, c3churchnc.org, or on facebook.com forward slash c3indiantrailnc.org.